Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's National Plan Your Epitaph Day. Any idea what you want your epitaph to say? I'm Tony Kornheiser. We're out of time. I'll try and do better the next time. I've heard that, that somewhere. For you? I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What happened then, to you? One of your other slogans for something used to be, we're better than that. What, what, what was that? What is that? No, if I ran for political office, yeah. that would be my slogan. Oh. We're better than this. Okay. Than this, not that. We're this better message than approved that. by Tony Kornheiser. Okay. I would hope so. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Phillies go yard. The college football rankings are out, and Booger McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the news that Dan Snyder has hired Bank of America to consider potential transactions for his Washington football team. Forbes magazine says that Snyder and his bankers are exploring all options and a transaction could be for the entire team or a minority stake. Will Bond, does this feel like something or nothing? Not just something, everything. I mean, for a a, a metropolitan area that has been wanting, even at the games, holding up signs, their fans for Dan Snyder to sell the team, it's it's huge. For a community that has wanted him out for a while, it's huge. For a league that wants him out. It's huge. Even, even owners now, in, in the case of one, publicly coming and saying it. Tony, yeah. I know yeah. that it says, the statement says he could sell part or all. He's selling all, okay? Like I told you, Robert Sarver was going to be out, and that took about three weeks. He's out. So, Snyder's going to be out. He's going to sell. Tony, you don't make this statement. You don't put a statement out publicly if you're just going to sell part of it. And he may even start that way. But, I mean, I don't know how many people, you know he can't build a stadium here. Because Virginia, the District of Maryland, or the DMV, as it's known here locally, they've all said no, officially. No, we're not going to build you anything. So maybe he thinks he can gain credibility by partnering with minority owners who might want to build something. No. Somebody's going to mention the number six, as in $6 billion, and he's going to wind up selling. That's the way this thing is going to go. So you take that position, and I respect it. And I take another position. First of all, I, I was stunned by this. This morning, because I'm the guy who sat here for a long time and I've said Dan Snyder will never sell that team unless the other owners compel him to do it. Because if he sells it, he's just another rich guy with a big boat. And I thought that his entire identity and self-worth is wrapped up in owning that particular football team. So until I find out that you are right, that he wants to sell all of it, I'm going to stick with my position. If indeed he is only trying to sell less than 50%, a minority share, and this is a little bit more than something, but what it essentially is, Mike, is a public relations move, although he may need a little bit of liquidity because he may have a cash flow problem. He will, he will bring somebody in, maybe somebody female, maybe somebody in a minority group, and people will applaud the move, and he will say, see, no. we're on the right path. No. Now, they may still hate him personally, no. but they may like this particular move. So that... That's what he's been doing in his splashy hires the last two years. I don't, I don't know, Mike. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I got to see that he's selling the whole thing because if he can get cash and he can use that cash to negotiate a stadium deal, the other owners will let him stay forever. Tony, he can't negotiate a stadium deal. It's not about cash. They don't want him. You know this. You live here. They don't want him. The District, Maryland, Virginia have said no. A couple of those jurisdictions have put out statements officially. No. And by the way, he is hired in prominent positions, not ownership, prominent position, locally known women and African-Americans. He's done that. The last two years. So so, so the the PR is overtone. This is like Sarver. I told you this. You didn't want to hear that either. Not only that, Dan Snyder, the same guy who said he wasn't going to change the name. The name's been changed twice. That's right. I mean, so how many times are you going to stand by and just go, oh, Snyder said? No, it's... Well, this is, this is what I would say. Because the way it feels to me right now is different than the way it feels to you. Clearly. The way it feels to me like now is strategic. It's strategy by a guy who finds himself trapped in a corner. Yeah. But we'll see. He's trapped. He is that. Let's move to the World Series, where the Phillies are up two games to one after jumping all over Lance McCullers last night. Philly hitters took Houston's starter out of the park five times. Never been done before in a World Series game. And a 7-0 win. A whispered conversation between Bryce Harper and Alec Baum prior to Baum's home run made some, including John Smoltz, work in the game, wonder if McCullers was tipping his pitches. But McCullers said no to his credit, adding, I just got whooped. End of story. Close quote. Tony, do you still believe the Astros are the superior team? So I'm the wrong guy to talk to today because I sat here yesterday And I said, let's not make Ranger Suarez into Sandy Koufax. And then I watched the first five innings of the game, and he's Sandy Koufax. He goes five. He gives up, I think, three hits, no runs, and he strikes out four. And he only has 76 pitches, Mike. The first two pitches he makes, he gets two outs. He only had nine pitches in the first inning. So I'm sitting there going, whoa, what is this? I'm an idiot. Do I still think that Houston... Is the better team? I do. I'm willing to concede now that the rainout helped Philadelphia because of Suarez. I think they're the better team, but they didn't hit. They also went 18 innings one, one night with Seattle and only had one run, and Seattle had no runs. But I will say this. They have to win tonight. There's no question they have to win tonight. Philadelphia is now 6-0 and at home during the playoffs. And as I told you before the San Diego series, they got pop. Those first four guys, Schwarber and Harper and Real Mudo and Hoskins, They can take you out four in a row solo home runs. They're not a team that gets five singles to get two runs. It's not how they work. But at home now, 6-0, they could close it. I'm sorry. I just went to the games in a World Series six years ago where the Cubs were down 3-1. So the Astros don't have to win tonight. And I just watched last year as the Astros went down 2-1, got thumped in game three. I think the score was something like 12-3. They got thumped in that game, and they came back. And they won games four, five, and six and eliminated the Red Sox. So what? We've just seen okay, the Astros the do this series. with a team right. as good. They AL- lost the World ALCS. Yeah. ALCS right. is not okay. a small deal. It's a seven-game series. Right. They, right. took out the, they took right. out Boston after being down 2-1 just like this. And I just saw the Cubs go from not only 2-1 down, but 3-1 down, having to win games six and seven in Cleveland and did it. And so they did. no. And they did. They don't have to win tonight. Okay. They don't have to do anything tonight. I may not even watch tonight. And I agree with you that McCullers was a stand-up guy. The reason mm. that this happened 
Because I think he threw something like 651 off-speed p- pitches during the Never season. Never gave him a home run. Yielded no home runs. Yeah. And then gave up five. Good for him. And then gave Stand up five up. in one game. If he's tipping pitches, by the way, they'll go over it on film. And if he yeah. gets another chance to pitch, it won't happen again. We move on. The official college football playoff rankings came out for the first time last night. I watched that show. The top four in order are Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. Michigan is five. Alabama is six. TCU is seven. Wilbon, what are your takeaways from this? None. There's nothing to take away. These teams play each other. There's no. nothing to take away. All I got to do is watch the games. I don't need a poll this week. There are plenty of years where you do, where you look and go, wow, three should be two and five should be three, and they're out of it because they're not in the four. None of that means jack now, okay? Because last I checked, there's a game between the Hedges and Athens, Georgia on Saturday where Tennessee's right. going That's there. Right. I don't need a poll. I got a TV. I'm going to watch the game. And I know since I've watched it all of my life that Michigan is going to play Ohio State directly. Those right. two teams. Okay, so the loser is very likely, particularly if it's Michigan, to be eliminated, right? The upper yeah. hand goes to the winner of whoever wins between the Hedges the dogs and the vols on Saturday. I don't need no stinking poll. I don't need it. I don't care. There's no takeaway. Okay, so for the second day in a row, you don't like the construct of the game. <laughs> you have decided, no, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this question. Poll. So I'm going to deal with the question. Okay. I was surprised Tennessee was one. I thought Georgia would be one. But Tennessee has beaten Alabama. That's the best That's win. The best so I win. certainly thought Georgia would then beat two. And they were three. Okay. Even though they beat Oregon, killed them, and Oregon is eight. And Ohio State doesn't have a win that good, at least in my mind. I was a little surprised that Clemson was ahead of Michigan. But, you know, but I accept the fact that Michigan's non-conference schedule is so rancid that they they hurt them with that thing. The one thing that bothered me a little bit was that Alabama was ahead of TCU. Because Alabama has lost once and had two other games, I believe, that were very, very close. TCU has won all their games and beat four ranked opponents in four weeks in a row at one point. So this says to me, Mike, this says to me that the committee doesn't want TCU in the playoffs at all. You're right. All these games are going to be played. At Georgia, the number three team is an eight-point favorite over the number one. Just the first poll. TCU's got time. Outlast the others and don't lose. We'll see. We'll see. Let's take a break. Coming up, did the Dolphins or the Ravens get the bigger difference maker on defense? We're going to ask Booger McFarlane. We'll also ask him how Jamar Chase's injury changes defenses against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who aren't smart enough at some level to run the damn football. Run it! Do you agree? Do you agree that Georgia should be the favorite at home against Tennessee? Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. No question. Pardon the interruption is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C 
ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Time to dig into the NFL with our great friend from NFL Primetime and Monday Night Countdown, the man of a million golf shirts, Mr. Booger McFarland, today wearing Philadelphia Cricket. Wonderful course. Used to be the home course at Penn when my kid played there. Booger, I hope you like that course. Let's start this way. The NFL trade deadline, that was yesterday. Dolphins added Bradley Chubb. The Ravens, a little bit earlier, added Roquan Smith, making Wilbon sick. Which of these people will have the greater impact, in your opinion? You know, Tony, I think both are going to have a really huge impact. Roquan Smith is kind of built like a Raven. Like when you think Ray Lewis, Bart Scott, C.J. Mosley, you kind of think Roquan Smith. But I believe it's going to be Bradley Chubb. And, and here's why. If you look at that Miami Dolphins defense, they blitz a lot. Defensive coordinator Josh Boyer, I mean, he brings zero blitz, which means there's no safety back. It's an all-out, uber-aggressive front. And the reason they do it they don't have a lot of great one-on-one rushers. Well, now you bring in Bradley Chubb, a guy that can win one-on-one. He can get Patrick Mahomes on the ground. He can get Josh Allen on the ground. More importantly, your defense doesn't have to be as aggressive. You don't have to take as many chances while still getting after the quarterback. So both are going to make an impact, but I, I just love Bradley Chubb. I think it's a perfect fit, and Miami does too because little birdies tell me they're already working out a new contract. Man. Booger Tony was right. I'm sick over losing Roquan Smith. It just, it just seems like the dumbest thing in the world to me. I'm curious as to, I'm sure you've played with guys who departed in the middle of a season. What's the impact on a team when a valued member of the team is tossed out during the middle of the season? That means the expectations are gone also. Like, like let's be real. Like, if you're going to take away, like Chicago, you trade away Robert Quinn, you trade away Roquan Smith, you can't possibly walk in that locker room and say, hey, guys, let's get ready to win. Now, you're going to go through the motions and everybody's going to show up to work because we're all professionals, but you're not putting your best foot forward as an organization saying we're trying to put the best team out there possible. We all know what's going on. They're looking forward to 2023, 2024. It's going to be a major rebuild, but players understand at the same time, things have to be done contractually when you don't want to pay guys, i.e. Roquan Smith, you have to move on and get some assets. So, yeah. When players leave, Mike, the expectations of that season go also. Yeah, my expectations are down to nothing. All right, I'm going to move away from my team to my rival, (laughs) the Green Bay Packers, Booger, who did not make a move yesterday. And people always assess the Packers, first and foremost, offensively. But when you look at their defense and their head coach stood by the defensive coordinator, but when you look at their defense right now, what are you seeing from the Packers? I see a lot of great pieces, but they're not fitting together and forming a team. You know, sometimes we can collect talent, and they have a lot of talent. Uh, Eight out of their 11 starters are either first or second round picks, so they got a lot of talent. 
but somehow or another that talent isn't fitting together and forming a cohesive unit where they're playing together. And I know the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. I've known him a long time. He's a good friend of mine. And I think Joe's a really, really good coach. But for whatever reason, Joe is not able to get that talent on the same page. And it's been disappointing. It's the most disappointing unit, I think, in football this year is the Green Bay Packer defense. All that talent and very, very minimal production, Mike. That's so interesting because everybody looks at the Packers and looks at Aaron Rodgers and says, he's not getting it done. And you're saying from a defensive perspective, they're not getting it done. We'll get you out of here on this. We'll go to the Bengals. The Bengals offense on Monday night, as you saw, really struggled. Um, Jamar Chase is not there. But from a defensive point of view, how does Jamar Chase's absence change the way that other defenses now attack Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Yeah, you know, it, it makes the game plan a lot more simpler. Mike I, and, and Tony, I'll put this in a basketball terminology. When you don't have a guy that you have to double team, now you can man to man and cover everyone else. But imagine what happens in basketball when there's a guy that commands a double team. Now, when you double team that guy, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, whoever, now other guys get wide open shots. And now a guy like Joe Harris comes a prolific three-point shooter. You get other guys that get easy shots. Well, that's what Jamar Chase is. He's a guy that you got to double team. And once you do that, it allows other guys to get easy shots, easy catches, uh, have more space to play in the offense. And without Jamar Chase, we saw Monday night, that offense just isn't the same. And also, now, I don't have to hold the football as a quarterback longer. We saw Joe Burrow get sacked a lot. And he's been sacked a lot the last two years. Well, when you have Jamar Chase, you grab the ball, you just throw it out there because you know you have a guy that if you just get the ball to him, he can break a tackle and take it to the house. So it's a huge differentiating factor for the Cincinnati Bengals that they don't have him. Hopefully he can get healthy soon because without him, they're not the same team. Thanks, Booger. And Booger, way to go to you. Joe Harris. Thank you much. Showing how Booger, good you go are in basketball. Go to Joe NBA, Harris. Yeah, Very good. Baby. Anytime, fellas. Enjoyed it. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Kansas sidelines, Bill Self. The Nets fail to get it done again. The Bengals fail to get it done, by the way, because they don't run the ball. How hard is it when you got right. those backs? Huh? Mixon and P. Ryan. Run the damn football. Huh? Really? I, I, think, I think all our guests should have to talk about other sports. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers amazon music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you and it's already included in your prime membership to start listening download the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash pti that's amazon.com slash pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
arrived. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the interruption is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 31st birthday, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's so strange how things play out. Garoppolo took the 49ers to the Super Bowl in 2020. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch apparently became convinced Garoppolo wasn't the quarterback they wanted. They traded up in the draft for Trey Lance. After sitting for a year, Lance began this season as a starter. Garoppolo was on the team in name only. Everyone speculated about where he might be traded. But Lance broke his ankle in game two, and Garoppolo came in like the cavalry. He's 3-3 three and three in games he started, with 11 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. His rating of 100.7 is 7th best in the NFL. And with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, Garoppolo may even get back to the Super Bowl. He may, Tony, but this uncertainty of quarterback for that franchise seems so weird. Because we I mean, get Joe Montana and Steve Young. And, it, you know, you just, right. it's like you've just been wandering through, through years. Jeff Garcia was a pretty good follow-up act to that stuff, but they, they don't seem to really know or trust Garoppolo all that much. Happy anniversary, Joe Torre. On this day, 27 years ago, Torre was named manager of the New York Yankees. Torre had previously managed the Mets, the Braves, and the Cardinals without much success. His Mets and his Cardinals never made the postseason in a total of 11 years. His Braves made it once in three years. Torre's one loss record on those teams was 894 and 1,003. Not much. But at the Yankees, Torrey was sensational. He walked into a clubhouse with Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill. His first year with the Yankees, Torrey won the World Series, the first of his four championships in five years. His record with the Yankees was 1,173 and 767. Much. That's why Torrey is in the Hall of Fame. Well, Tony, he was also a pretty damn good baseball player, won an MVP. In what 1971, he had 363. Tone, that's coming out of the dark yeah. ages of the late 60s, where you can win a batting championship hitting 301. But I mean, Rose, Rico, Cardi, and Joe Torre after the mound was lowered, they lit it up. Those guys were in the 340s, yeah. 350s, and 360s. It, it changed the game. It really did. Joe Torre was at the front forefront of that. A melancholy trails to John McVay, the general manager of the great San Francisco 49ers dynasty died yesterday at age 91. Before joining the 49ers, McVay coached the New York football giants for two-plus seasons in the 1970s. The most memorable game in McVay's tenure ended with that hideous fumble by Giants quarterback Joe Pisarczyk that lost the game and came to be known later as simply the fumble. McVay's time with the 49ers far more successful. He and Bill Walsh built teams that won five Super Bowls in 14 seasons. Together, they drafted such players as Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott and Jerry Rice. This is a quote. I don't know what I'd have done without John McVay, unquote, Bill Walsh told his biographer. McVay's grandson, Sean McVay, coaches the Los Angeles Rams now, and he's a Super Bowl winner himself. Tone, drafting Montana out of Notre Dame and Lott out of Southern Cal might have been fairly predictable. And, and, and the, the 49ers just seem to always have superior scouting. But taking Jerry Rice out of Mississippi Valley State at that time some might have thought it was a stretch, and he seemed to be the crown jewel because he's only the greatest ever at what he did. 
Quickly to the big finish. Let's do it. Michigan State suspended four more players indefinitely for their roles in the Michigan Tunnel beatdown. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's I understand it, and that's the way to go, but somebody's going to get fired there. That's just it's going to happen. Kansas self-imposed a four-game suspension on Bill's self to start the season for infractions that occurred in 2017. Does that make sense to you? No, it's five years later. They're flailing away. They're afraid of what's coming. NHL fined Islander center Casey Sezikis the maximum five grand for ramming Blackhawks goalie Alex Stalock. Does that make sense? No, the maximum should be way more than five grand. I was watching that. Way more than five grand. Come on, NHL. The Bucks can move to 7-0 with a win at home over the Pistons. Do you like Milwaukee's chances? The best team in the NBA. Last one. The Nets lost to the Bulls last night. Falls to 2-6. Your reaction? Gave me so much joy to see the Bulls win in Brooklyn and Kyrie stink the place out. Made me very happy. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Aiden Coffee shout out. Gator Chop. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, you know what's coming. Here's Sports Center. Sports Center. Go put on a tie for dinner. (laughs) Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.